Welcome to the You on the Camino de Santiago podcast, season two, helping pilgrims get ready for their first pilgrimage walk on the Camino. With your host, Camino guide and longtime pilgrim, Nancy Reynolds of the Camino Experience. Travel light, pack smart. Have you ever packed for a trip like the pilgrimage to Santiago de Compostela? Have you ever packed for a long walking trip? Most pilgrims haven't. Many people know how to pack light, but is that light enough for a trip like this? A trip where you carry everything you need for hours a day, day after day? Hi, this is Nancy. And in this episode, we are going to begin to look at the unique nature of packing for the Camino and start to build our packing list. Walking the Camino isn't normal travel. It isn't a weekend away and it isn't backpacking. It's something in between, something so different that it brings up all kinds of fears and self-doubt in people who already know how to travel. And for first-time travelers, the task of packing for the Camino may be completely confounding. Don't worry. Or worry if you like. But I think that by the time you get through this episode and the next couple episodes on packing, you will feel better about this whole packing thing. I'm going to walk you through what to pack for your exact type of Camino trip. And I will share with you some tips for how to pack to help ease you into the rhythm of life on the Camino. Will you get it right, right out of the gate? No, no one does. Even seasoned pilgrims keep learning new packing tricks on every Camino walk they do. But let's get you to a solid, well-packed, well-prepared jumping off point. So when you do get to your departure date, you are as ready and packed as you need to be. You may have heard that Europe is a modern place. You can buy anything you need there. This is true. You could even just book a flight to Madrid, head over to the Decathlon Sporting Goods Store and gear up for your walk there, then head to your starting point and begin walking. But if you have some time to prepare before your departure, you may prefer to sort out your packing list before you go and take the time to carefully select and test out your clothes and gear. That's the approach I will share with you here. Rather than give you a generic packing list and send you off to gear up, I'm going to walk you through what you will be doing on the Camino and how that dictates your packing list. In this episode, I will share my three top goals for packing for the Camino and talk you through how to select the right backpack or luggage for your pilgrimage. Then, in subsequent episodes, I will share some ideas on what clothing and other gear you'll need based on what you will be doing on your pilgrimage. There will be at least two or three more episodes on packing. Let's get started with our goals. The primary goal with packing for the Camino is to pack light. 
especially if you'll be carrying your backpack every day. Let's think about this. Carrying 20 pounds or 10 kilos of stuff from the car to the house may seem easy, but carrying that much weight for six to eight hours a day for a month, that changes things a bit. You will be much happier if your pack weighs, say, 12 pounds or 15 pounds, which would be six to seven kilos. A good starting point is to aim to keep your packed backpack without water to 10% or less of your body weight. By that, I mean 10% of your ideal body weight. My body has a 20-pound mood swing, so I aim for 10% of the low end of that. If you plan to have your backpack or luggage transported each day, instead of carrying it, you can certainly bring more weight, but you may not want to. The next goal is to pack simple. One of the greatest gifts the Camino has to offer is that of living simply. This is most clearly reflected in what you carry. What do you really need to be clean, comfortable, and to feel cared for? Can you get your Camino possessions down to just need? What does that mean in actual practice? For me, that means that every item I bring gets used every day, except for my first aid kit and weather-specific gear. If I won't be using an item every day, I look seriously at if I should be bringing it at all. And the other guideline for packing simple is, can I use an item for more than one thing? Can it do more than one job? That is an ideal item to take in your backpack. And finally, our third goal is to pack smart. This is the time to have the right items, the tried and tested items that you know do the job you need them to. And this is the time to be organized, even if it's not your natural tendency. With so few items to contend with, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised to see how simple and easy it is to manage your backpack or suitcase. As I said, I'm taking the approach of, let's look at what you will be doing on the Camino, and then we can look at how to pack for what you'll be doing. Let me share with you a few things I know you'll be doing on the Camino. You'll be living out of a backpack or a suitcase. You'll be walking outdoors for hours each day. You'll be finding your way from town to village to city. You'll probably be picnicking on the trail at some point, so you'll definitely be shopping for groceries, and you'll be paying for goods and services. You'll be eating in bars and restaurants, sleeping in dorm rooms in the albergues or in private rooms in the albergues or in other types of accommodations. You'll be showering and doing other bathroom tasks. You'll be caring for your feet and your body. You'll be washing clothes in a sink or machine. You'll be visiting churches, cathedrals, and museums and walking around villages, towns, and cities. I suspect you'll be recording your journey and possibly entertaining yourself. You'll be keeping in touch with people back home and those whom you meet on the trail and connecting with the locals and your fellow pilgrims. 
Definitely, you'll need to get to your starting point and get back home when you're done, so you'll be traveling to and from the trail. And there's a good chance you'll be preventing problems as you go, and possibly dealing with the occasional plot twist. What you probably won't be doing is camping, because that's statistically uncommon and not quite as easy as it sounds along the Camino. That would mean you probably won't be cooking your food trailside, you won't be sleeping outside, and you probably won't even be sleeping on the floor when you're inside. And most pilgrims don't usually or don't often dress up. Now, all of those things will impact what you don't bring. So that's what you will be doing and what you probably won't be doing. So I'm going to work through that list of things to build the packing list, starting with living out of a backpack or suitcase. That brings up the question, how will you carry all your things? Most pilgrims use a backpack and carry everything every day. Some pilgrims use the luggage transport services available on the Camino routes and send a suitcase, duffel bag, or backpack from place to place. That is your first packing decision. Will you use the luggage transport services or will you carry your backpack? If you'll use the luggage transport services, you can use any piece of luggage that you already have, a suitcase, duffel bag, or backpack. Each of the luggage transport services has weight limits on how much you can send, so that might determine the size of the bag that you use. You will need to be sure that your transported bag weighs no more than 15 to 20 kilograms, depending on which service you choose. Some of the transport companies also limit the size or dimensions of your bag, so do check with the company you're going to use. If your luggage can be locked, bring along a small combination lock to secure the bag. If you use the luggage transport services to send your bag, suitcase, backpack, you will also need a small day pack to carry your daily essentials, water, snacks, guidebook, or smartphone, a layer for warmth, your waterproof gear, and any medications you need to take. If you'd like a full rundown on how the luggage transport services work, check with episode 1A and 1B of season two of this podcast. If you will carry your backpack and you don't already have one that's the right size for the Camino and for your body, you'll need to buy or borrow one. Your backpack is one of the most important pieces of equipment for your Camino journey, so it's important to choose the right one. You need to love it for hours each day, day after day. Backpacks come in all sizes and styles, and they're equipped with all sorts of features, and they're in all price ranges. With so many choices on the market, how do you choose a backpack? Of course, you'll want to seek out a lightweight backpack, but there are several more criteria to consider. So I'm going to talk about this list of items, how it fits, the capacity, the weight of the backpack itself, how you access your water, pockets, whether it's top loading or side loading, the straps that it comes with, does it need a rain cover, and what cost range are we looking at? 
let's start with how to find a pack that fits your body. Well, what does that mean for a backpack to fit your body? This is a two-part answer. The first and most important fit is the length of your torso, not your height, the length of your torso. Packs come in both men's and women's sizes and in small, medium, and large to match the length of the carrier's torso. The second consideration is the circumference of your waist and hips. Any backpack you use on the Camino must have a hip belt, which is where most of the weight of your pack will rest, rather than on your shoulders with the shoulder straps. This waist and hip measurement is less important than the torso length, though, simply because most packs have an adjustable hip belt that will fit a range of hip sizes. Still, if you have either a very small or extra-large hip or waist measurement, you might need to look for a backpack with an interchangeable hip belt so you can switch out the belt for one with a proper fit. You could approach the fit element in a couple of ways. One, you could measure the length of your back and the circumference of your hips and then look for backpacks that meet those specifications. This is a good approach if you'll be shopping online for your backpack. It's a fairly detailed approach, so I'm going to put a link to an informative video in the notes for this episode. The other approach is simply to go into your local sporting goods store and try on different sizes and styles of backpacks. How do you know which backpack to start with? Let's look at some of the other features to consider. I'll start with capacity. Backpack capacity is usually measured in liters. Sometimes they're measured in cubic inches, which would be more common in the US, but it's easier to come to round numbers and easier to remember the numbers when using liters. Here's a quick example. 40 liters equals 2,440.9 cubic inches. Let's go with liters. How much capacity do you need for the Camino? I will generalize here and say that you should be able to carry everything you need and want with a backpack that's somewhere between 30 to 50 liters. That's a starting point for your shopping anyway. Many people suggest to buy a backpack with a lower capacity, so you're not tempted to fill it just because you can. In my experience, there's very little risk of overfilling your backpack with weight, at least not for very long. One day on the trail and you would jettison all the extra stuff and walk with a half-empty bag. So rather than trying to find the absolute smallest capacity bag and cramming everything into that, I would suggest picking the lightest backpack within the liter range that I mentioned, 30 to 50 liters. I'd also check the weight capacity for the backpack. Some of the smaller backpacks I've seen on the trail actually look unmanageable when fully loaded as if they're too heavy for their own good when you've got them all filled up. This causes the straps to cut into your body and it makes it difficult to get the backpack on and off. To avoid these challenges, opt for a bag with a slightly larger capacity. Whatever size backpack you select, 
Be sure that everything you're taking to the Camino will fit inside. In this case, that means everything except for one full change of clothes and your walking boots or shoes. Everything else, clothes, fleece, jacket, sleeping bag, trekking poles, toiletries, smartphone or other devices, miscellaneous items, and food for the trail must have a place inside the pack, preferably with a little airspace to spare. Next, I'll look at pack weight. As a general guideline, as I said before, I suggest you aim for a fully loaded pack weight of around 10% of your ideal body weight. That means if you weigh 150 pounds or about 68 kilos, your backpack plus all the stuff in it would weigh about 15 pounds or 7 kilos. How much of that weight is the weight of the pack itself? Well, there are a couple categories of backpacks. There are lightweight backpacks that weigh in around 3 pounds or 1.5 kilos, and you don't want to go any heavier than this for the Camino. Another category are ultralight backpacks, which sounds really tempting. They weigh in under two and a half pounds or around one kilo. Many of the backpacks in this weight range are designed for climbing instead of hiking, so do check the other features to be sure the bag has what you need. Also, the ultralight backpacks are often on the low end of the capacity scale, so you'll want to practice loading up the backpack to be sure it will carry everything you want to bring. We'll look next at water access. One of the things the pilgrims in my groups have taught me is that water must be easily accessible without having to take off the backpack, which is something I'd always taken for granted with my backpack and its very well-placed side pockets. Does the pack have a space, an access point for a water bladder? If so, do you like to use a water bladder and drink through a rubber straw, or do you prefer a separate water bottle? If you'll use a water bottle, can you reach it and put it back without assistance and without taking off your backpack? If you're not sure, the best bet is to try both the bladder and the bottle and then decide what will suit you best. When you go to the store to try out backpacks, take along a 76 ounce or one liter water bottle and see how easy it is to get the bottle into and out of the side pockets. Also, find a water bladder, stick it on the inside of the pack and position the drinking tube. Then take the pack off and put it back on a few times to be sure the location of the drinking tube is both manageable and maneuverable. After a few tries of this, you'll have a good idea of what will work best for you. Then, once you take the pack home, be sure to test drive it on a few training walks. The next feature category is pockets. The purpose of your backpack pockets is to help you organize and keep accessible all of your gear. Until you pack your backpack for the first time, second, third, eighth time, you might not know exactly what pockets you'll need. 
So here are a few considerations for when you're out looking at backpacks. What exterior pockets does the backpack have? Are they sufficient and convenient to store those items you'll need to reach easily during the day on the trail? What interior pockets does the pack have? Are they accessible without unpacking the entire backpack? Is there a zipper pocket that can be locked so you can use a small luggage lock to keep grabby hands away from your medium value items? And once the pack is fully loaded, can you get into the exterior pockets easily? Or does filling the backpack render the exterior pockets too small to be of much use? Another feature of backpacks is if they're top-loading or side-loading. Most packs on the market today are top-loading, which means you enter and load the pack from the top, and the pack is closed with a drawstring or something similar. How you pack a top-loading backpack is really important. As once something is in the bottom of the backpack, it's awfully hard to get to without taking out everything on top of it. One of the things I love about my Camino backpack is that it is a side-loading pack with a zipper instead of a top-loading with a drawstring. That means I can lock the main compartment to keep out the opportunist thief, which sadly is becoming more and more common in the albergues. It also means I can view all of the contents at once and easily find what I need. I admit there are fewer side-loading backpacks on the market, so you might have difficulty finding one that meets this and all your other criteria. If you live in the U.S., you might start by looking at the Lookout Backpack by REI. Another feature to consider is a rain cover. Backpacks are made of water-resistant material, but rainwater can still sneak in through the zippers and seams. For this reason, you'll want to have a rain cover for your pack, as rain is possible year-round on the Camino. And this is especially true if you're not using one of those ponchos that cover your entire pack, which, by the way, I'll talk about rain gear in a future episode. Most packs now come with a rain cover attached or included, and you'll find it tucked into a pocket at the bottom of the pack. If there isn't one, you'll have to buy a separate one for an additional cost. You can find affordable rain covers in the shops along the Camino. When you're looking at packs, you'll also want to check out the straps that the pack has. Past the shoulder straps, the hip belt, and the sternum strap, that's the one that goes across the chest, which are all standard, also look for what other straps are on the bag. Since walking the Camino is relatively light as hiking goes, you won't need places to attach a tent or an ice pick, but you still need some straps just for the sake of convenience. Here are a few straps you might need. Is there some place to attach your socks with a safety pin or diaper pin when you switch them out during the day for a fresh pair? If you're using trekking poles, can you easily attach them to the pack when you're not using them? If you'll carry a sleeping bag or sleeping mat, are there straps to attach them to the outside in case they don't fit inside? And lastly, can all the straps be easily tucked in for safety? if you check your backpack on the flight 
home from the Camino. By now you may be wondering, what is a backpack with all these features going to cost me? A good lightweight backpack in the U.S. can cost anywhere from $100 on the low end to well over $200 on the high end. To find out what the cost range is in your country, well, I suspect it will be similar, you can do the currency conversion or do a quick search of your local businesses. However you do it, think of your backpack as an investment in the success of your Camino journey. You don't need to go crazy and spend the house mortgage or the rent payment on your backpack, but do spend a little more if it gets you the backpack that's right for you. When shopping for your backpack, it might help uh, to at least know some of the brand names available. Availability will vary depending on where you are, which country, what state or province. But with the internet, you could really get any backpack you wanted with just a few clicks. I think the backpack I've seen the most over the last five or so years is the Osprey brand. But here are a few more names to keep an eye out for. Arcteryx, Black Diamond, Deuter, Granite Gear, Gregory, Kelty, Lowe, Mountain Hardware, REI like mine, Solomon, and the North Face. All good quality companies. So let's talk about shopping for your backpack when you actually go into the store to look at some of these. Once you've looked over all the features and have selected a few backpacks to try, be sure to do a couple of test runs while you're still in the store. Stores that sell backpacks should have on hand these weighted packs that are designed specifically for testing out backpacks. What you'll do is you'll load up the backpack with 10 to 20 pounds or 6 to 9 kilos of these weighted packs in the backpack and take a long walk around the store. Be sure to have the salesperson assist with adjusting the straps of the backpack to get the best fit to your body. Do this with all of the backpacks you think might work for you. If all features are similar, the best backpack will be the one that feels the best on your body. Once you've purchased your backpack, next, take it home and do a practice pack to be sure the capacity is sufficient for what you'll carry on the trail. Ideally, you want the pack to be less than full, so you have some room to put in a few items while you're on the trail, such as your lunch or some snacks, or even a few things to make the journey to and from the Camino more comfortable. The final step in choosing your backpack is to take it out for a few practice walks. With the pack fully loaded, take a long walk around your neighborhood or local park. Gradually increase your distance on subsequent walks and practice taking the backpack off and putting it back on for rest stops. Be sure to take along your water bottle or bladder and check that these are easy to use. In other words, test drive everything about the backpack. If anything about the backpack isn't quite right, consider returning to the store to explore other options. Remember, you will be carrying your backpack for four to seven hours a day, possibly for 30 days or more. It's really important to love your backpack.
At any given time on the Camino, you'll be walking amongst anywhere from 20 to 100 or more fellow pilgrims. Most of these people will be carrying their backpacks, like you, and they'll be dropping them outside bars, in front of albergues, and next to their beds. You will want to be able to easily recognize your backpack. And as you walk the trail, you'll meet many people, some of whom will become dear friends, and they will want to find you each day as you walk your pilgrimage to Santiago. One of the ways they'll recognize you, and you'll recognize them, is by your backpacks. One of the ways to distinguish yourself and your backpack and to make it more recognizable to your pilgrim friends is to personalize your backpack. Most pilgrims will acquire a scallop shell, the symbol of the Camino de Santiago, along the way. So that's the first thing to attach to your backpack to identify you as a pilgrim. What else do you want to say about yourself? Some pilgrim organizations offer a unique patch that you can sew onto your bag. Some pilgrims identify themselves with the flag of their home country. Others bring along a small stuffed animal, say, on a key ring, and attach that to their bag. Lapel pins are available for sale all along the Camino. Perhaps you'd like to adorn your pack as you go. Or you could bring pins from home that have special significance. The possibilities are endless. The last topic to address is how to get your backpack to the Camino. Well, it seems like a silly question, right? Of course, it's going with you. But do you check it as luggage or do you carry it on the plane? Your backpack is one of what I call mission-critical items that you really need for the Camino walk. You really do not want to lose track of it on the way to the Camino and have to replace it before you even start walking, especially if you've worked your way through this entire episode and have chosen your backpack that carefully. On the way to the Camino, I always, always, always carry my backpack onto the airplane. I never check it on the way to the Camino. On the way home, yes. But then what do you do with those items that cannot be carried on? Things like a Swiss Army knife, liquids, and trekking poles. I do always check a bag, another bag, that has those non-carry-on items. Plus some of the mission non-critical items that can be replaced and that will not ruin the start of my Camino if they go missing. For this task, you can use an old duffel bag or suitcase that you do not really need or want any longer. Then when you reach your starting point, you can donate it. In addition to carrying all your clothes and other items, you'll also need a way to securely carry your valuables, your passport, cash, and credit and debit cards. Conventional travel wisdom suggests that you should carry these items in a money belt worn under your clothes around your waist or in a money pouch around your neck. This is an excellent strategy for when you're traveling to and from the Camino. When I'm a sweaty pilgrim walking the trail, though, I don't really like to use a money belt or pouch. 
So instead, I use a fanny pack, which you may also call a waist bag, belt bag, moon bag, belly bag, or bum bag, depending on where you are. You can also use a small purse, like a crossbody bag purse. I also carry a small wallet where I keep my primary debit card and my daily supply of euros. The wallet goes inside my fanny pack. However you choose to carry your valuables, the one important rule on the Camino is it never leaves your body. Okay, let's review. When we pack for the Camino, our goals are to pack light, pack simple, and pack smart. Less is more, certainly, but having the right items that you've tested and know will work for you is definitely the more we are going for. Since you'll be living out of a backpack or suitcase for the duration of your trip, whether that is a week or two months or something in between, it is worth the effort to be sure you have the right luggage or backpack. If you will be carrying your backpack and you need to buy or borrow one, you'll be looking at all those features I talked about, fit, capacity, weight, water access, pockets, straps, and of course, cost. Do you need to have exactly the right backpack for the job? No, you don't. In reality, you can walk the Camino with any backpack that is big enough to hold everything you need to take. But since you'll be wearing your backpack for hours a day, day after day, it's worth being sure it is at least comfortable. I wish you great success in finding the perfect backpack for you. And in our next episode on packing, we'll start to look at what you will be putting into it. Now let's go to this episode's top tip. I'll be talking about footwear in one of the upcoming episodes on the topic of packing, but for now I want to introduce you to what I call transformational footwear. I can't take credit for the term, honestly, though, as I learned it from a pilgrim I met on the Camino. It's funny, I even remember exactly where I met him. That's how much this resonated with me. We were sitting on the side of the trail under a shelter on the long 17-kilometer stretch between Carrion de los Condes and Calzadilla de la Cueza on the Camino Frances. He had kicked off his boots and socks and was airing out his feet, sporting a pair of flip-flops, those lightweight, brightly colored flip-flops you see on the beach or at the pool or in the shower at the gym. I'd always carried flip-flops in the past and would wear them in the shared showers in the albergues, but I'd never used them on the trail since I certainly couldn't walk far in them. But I learned that day that flip-flops are perfect for break times, for anyone who can't or doesn't want to walk around barefoot. I keep mine handy for when I have my boots off and then decide I need to walk across the plaza to the trash bin or into the bar to use the restroom two things I don't want to do with bare feet. The best part, flip-flops are super lightweight, and now they serve two purposes, trailside breaks and showering, which I think makes them a total win. And the brighter the color, the better. 
thank you for joining me for this episode of the You on the Camino podcast. Bye for now. Thank you.